Welcome to Glowing Weak Point, the show where we talk about games and stuff. Uh, especially Joining stuff me, this week. Yeah, especially stuff. Um, I, your host, John, am joined this week, as always, by my co-host, Wombat. Oh, we're not giving me a weird name this week. Well, I mean, it. I've never given you a weird name. Oh, you're right. I give what, myself what weird about? names, and then you bring them back up. <laughs> if you're gonna tell us a name, we're gonna use the name. Okay. Well, I can. I'll, I'll just be. I'll just be wombat this week. We don't need a. We don't need a crazy name today. So, John, what's the glowing point of your week? Oh, you're gonna ask me this week because the last two. F- weeks you didn't ask me i asked you last week <laughs> you did not oh did you just start you saying it even, i know you were able to say even it. a little no i was not we did not hear my glowing weak point last week oh you no no idea <laughs> I, I no you know what happened i asked you what your glowing weak point was and you started talking about destiny no you you never once asked me. Go back and go back and listen. The fans know. The 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 community knows <laughs> Our that, fans. that you did not <laughs> the the community knows you did not ask me. Alright. This, this makes two weeks in a row. My glowing weak point is actually a glowing weak point that I'm still glowing from like a couple weeks back. Which is that, you know, I paint and stuff. Yeah. And I have that really old painting of the flowers that I uh like that was lost to time. Yep. My parents found it. Oh! Shoved into a closet somewhere. So I don't have it yet, but they they have it, and I can go get it sometime. That's great. Yeah. It's not lost to time anymore. Nope. It does exist still. It wasn't just a fever dream. That's great. Now you can hang it on your wall or something. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. Frame it. That's cool. What about you? What's your glowing weak point? Um, so, you know, I spent most of my week on vacation down in uh, Corpus Christi. Um, so probably that. <laughs> uh, I mean, the beaches weren't actually that great. Um, the, one of them we went to actually kind of smelled a little. I blame that on the Gulf oh. of Mexico more than the beach itself. The Gulf of Mexico is just a shitty ocean. There's, it, it's I, well, the worst ocean. I like the Gulf, but I like the Gulf, like, over near Florida. I don't Not. even like it, I don't even like it over near Florida, because, like, Florida has weird laws about building on beaches, but only for the Atlantic side. You can just build whatever the fuck you want on the Gulf side. Um, oh, so. see, where where I'm where I go, it's all like protected area. So uh, oh, I see. There's 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 very little built like on the beach. I mean, there's there's houses like that back up to the beach, but they're they're not like. It's it's better done, I think. No, see, like I lived in Panama City for three or four years, so that's my no, Gulf no. experience Mm-mm. in Florida. It's not. It's no. bad beaches. Bad beaches. 
Anyway, yes. the the actual glowing weak point of that trip is uh, going to the Texas State Aquarium and getting to uh, pet the, the rays. I even got to feed the rays. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never f- fed rays, but I have pet rays before. They have such weird mouths. They do. Like they they suck up. Uh, you have to you have to put a little fish part between your fingers and then lower it against the wall of the uh, thing they're in, like the enclosure. And then they'll come up and mm-hmm. they'll suck the uh, the fish out of your hand. But you have to keep your hand flat against it, otherwise they might try and like suck up your finger. Yeah, they can't bite your finger off, but it'll no. hurt. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I've I've pet them before at a, a couple of aquariums, but the um the Georgia Aquarium has a a constant petting section right outside of the the main area. Yeah, there was like two so. petting sections, but there was one area where there was a guy like uh, allowing people to feed them. So I got to feed them like three or four times. It was magical. That's yeah. I love rays. I don't know what the texas aquarium is known for um they had a fun dolphin show that we saw okay that's cool i know the tennessee aquarium is known for being one of the largest um and the american or not the the american the uh the georgia aquarium um has the largest single tank in volume in the world which is really cool because they've got like two um, whale sharks in it. Oh, that's cool. And, and that's really freaking cool. Cause yeah. It's, it's a giant tank. This aquarium was lacking in the shark area. They only had like a handful of sharks mm. and none of the really cool looking ones. Well, I mean, most sharks don't actually do well in captivity at all. Like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The whale, whale sharks are more because they like whale sharks they're th- they're giant sharks they're the biggest sharks but their their esophagus is the size of a quarter so they don't they're, they're basically like whales in that they eat krill <laughs> 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 so because of that they're they're more conducive to being in captivity but but most sharks just don't do so good I see. Yeah, I just kind of would have liked to see a hammerhead or something. Oh man, they didn't even have a hammerhead. No, there were no hammerheads. I I see hammerheads at the beach pretty often. Cause That's scary. <laughs> no, because because hammerheads are really small. Ha- hammerheads are are like rays in that they they kind of just nibble on the, their bottom feeders. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But the rays, they just glide so gracefully through the water. It's so mm. beautiful. They're my favorite They're, they ocean are beautiful. fish. <laughs> <sighs> rays are pretty. Uh, I'm not a big fan of stingrays, though. Um, oh, that was the ones I got to feed. Mm. See, uh, I, I encountered a stingray once where it stabbed me through the foot, and turns out the... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but stingray poison is the most painful poison in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it's why not the, uh, the that's... most deadly. It's just painful. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's just the most painful. It's agonizing pain. And then I was stabbed through the foot 
with their <laughs> barb and ow it really really freaking hurt yeah no these these stingrays yeah. had their uh barbs cut like they trim them yeah they don't remove them because that's like removing a cat's claws like fuck you but yeah. they trim them so that they can't hurt each other or people Mm-hmm. Because they can just sting each other by swimming over each other and shit. Like, oh yeah. If you keep them in captivity, you pretty much have to trim the barbs. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, John. All right. What did you play this week? Well, uh, we want to go with the new thing or the old thing first. Uh, we're gonna go with the old thing so that you can just get your Destiny talk out of the way. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I played Destiny, and it was fun. They introduced some new game modes, I played them, uh, I did well, uh, finished all the, the, the little triumphs and challenges and bounties and stuff, and y- yeah, the cool that's, that's basically that you just doing your yeah. your general destiny busy work uh-huh pretty much <laughs> i just just kept on going we're a um, destiny podcast <laughs> <laughs> no no if if this was a destiny podcast we'd we just have to go like just head first into the lore and you don't want that because we could probably talk every single day for two hours i mean i don't want it to be for a year and not get through it i don't want that just because i don't want to play destiny yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know it is not your type of game at all you'd probably like the lore side of the game because there there really is an enticing story to the game uh that they're they're getting better and better at at showing um instead of having it in a website separate from the game that you have to unlock parts of via cards found within the game yeah (laughs) random random drops yeah right no they're they're doing a good job and i think you would appreciate that like you would you would genuinely enjoy the story and stuff but it's probably the kind of game i would rather i read the tv tropes page of and have a good time Yeah, or or listen to a YouTuber talk about the lore of. Right. Yeah, more than actually play. I'm glad you yeah. enjoy it, though. Whereas, you play it every week. Yeah, so I, must... I enjoy both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, pretty much the only game I play every week, aside from the puzzle game that I've probably lost six hours to this week. Damn. That much time on toilets? Yeah. No, no, that much time watching TV and stuff. Oh, yeah. When I watch TV, I tend to just watch TV. Yeah, well, um, up until recently, I haven't been able to, like, watch TV because I've been watching it on my Xbox 360, and the, it's, it's got the little wi-fi adapter in the back yeah and it's it's so bad (laughs) (laughs) it just it doesn't connect at all 
Damn. Like, it's like half the, it's, it's like loading frames and stuff. It's, it's real bad, but it was the only thing we had, but now we have a, um, a device that allows us to watch things that I will not mention the brand of. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's better now. So I might actually start paying attention more, but we'll see. Okay. That's good. Um, so what about you? What did you play this week? All right. What game did you play? Um, I tried to play Final Fantasy V on the way to and from the uh, <laughs> from Corpus Christi, but I just couldn't get into it, so I stopped. And when I got home okay. yesterday, um, I had the movie to go to, so I just started playing Dragon Quest Seven. Um, okay. Which I thought was less of an undertaking than it actually is, but it's actually on uh-uh. PS1, uh-uh. another 100 hour plus game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know that. I, I am, I'm familiar with the fact that that you have just doomed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've gotten about four hours into it. Um, it took two hours for me to have my first battle. Before that point, it was it was just walking to back and forth between two towns, um, with no random encounters in that part of the game, and then I had to solve a whole bunch of puzzles inside a temple. Because for some reason, this game decided that before you can have any any like fun, you have to. You have to find pieces of armor to hand to statues to unlock a door. Uh. <laughs> but I did have fun. It's a fun game. Um, I've unlocked the first island in the um, overworld. Like, I've, I've beaten the first uh, time travel section. Okay. It was sad. Uh <laughs> It was I get, sad. I get the feeling this is going to be a sad game. Um, so, like, the first person you run into on this uh, this uh, past island, um, her name is Matilda. Yeah. And she's a super strong fighter and everything. But she leaves you once you get to the, the village on the island. And at the village, um, all of the women have been, like, taken by monsters. And they've been told that they have to... The, the men have been told that they have to destroy their village if they want the women to come back. Um, and the mm. one the one guy with any like courage to fight the monsters has been mortally wounded. And you have to go find a, a green color stone in order to heal him. And then he joins yeah. you as you uh, assault the monster's lair. And once you defeat the, uh, the monster bosses like head underling the monster boss themselves shows up and it's matilda yeah i figured yeah and and she turns into a monster but she does not fight you she just allows you to hit her over and over and never fights back and eventually i just fled from the battle because i couldn't i couldn't do that anymore yeah but, but then um the the guy who you helped like she says that the only way to get the women back is if she dies, so he still has to kill her. 
Hmm. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the rest of the show. <laughs> Wombat playing Dragon Quest Seven. It'll be like Persona 5, Are... but only more. <sighs> yeah. Because you were already playing that, weren't you? What? Before, before, like, you were in the midst of playing Persona when we started this show. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, so you had already gone through some of that before. Yeah. Now, I will say, I will say that it seems like Dragon Quest Seven is just more story than Persona is. Like, Persona is so much, like, like, character stuff and... Like, going through the dungeons and building up your stats. Like, that's where most of your time is, rather than actual story. Whereas Dragon Quest Seven is definitely more like, there's a lot of story here. There's meat on this bone. You know? Yeah. So, it, it's different in that way. I think it'll be fun. It'll take me 15 hours to get to the, uh, <laughs> the, the ability to select job classes. <laughs> Uh, it's great. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. It's not my sort of game. No. <laughs> but I, I I've had fun with it. I intersperse it with watching episodes of Shameless. Like I play like an hour or two, and then I watch an episode of Shameless, and then I go back and play another hour or two. What is Shameless? Uh, it's a TV show that's on Netflix right now. Um, it's been going for like 10 seasons. It's about people living in the uh, the south side of Chicago um, dealing with their deadbeat fucking dad trying to get through okay. life. Yeah, it's a it's a good show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so my other game that I've been playing is uh, We Were Here 2. It's a puzzle game. It's a two-person puzzle game that I played with a uh, Broius. Is this wife. is this the game that's like in the snow? I feel like I've seen it before. Uh, I don't know that that like like yes, you. The premise is you get lost in a snowstorm and you come upon a castle. Okay. And then there's there's two passageways, so one person goes to the left, the other person goes to the right, and they keep in contact with a radio. All right. So, so you have to, like, you can't see what they see, and they can't see what you're seeing, so you have to talk to each other about what you're seeing and solve puzzles that way. So, like, person on one side can interact with things, and the person on the other side has to tell them how to interact with the things, and, and vice versa. Um, and... Uh, it's a, it's a really fun game. It's also really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's a puzzle game, right? Like, how, how hard can it it be? Well, I I say as the person who can't do puzzles. (laughs) Yeah, we beat the first game pretty quickly. This is the second of three so far. Okay. And, uh... What's the third one? We were here as well? No, we were here together. Oh. Since we were here, we were here too. That's T-O-O. And then we were here together. So the fourth one will be we were here as well. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, we were here. (laughs) 
Also, we just um, happened to be here. Mm-hmm. That's the tenth game. That's the uh, Jason goes to space. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, no. The tenth game is um, uh, I died, but was reincarnated in another world, and also you were there. <laughs> God, I hate the long uh, light novel titles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. The it's it's it has a a true radio system, so you have to hold the button to transmit, and you can't hear them if you're transmitting. You know, only one person can transmit at a time. Mm. So, so you gotta <laughs> at least a light shows up that you know, the other person is trying to transmit. Um, so you can, you can kind of tell, but there, there were several puzzles that just, I don't, I don't know what was wrong with them. They just didn't work. Like (laughs) we went through this puzzle like 12 times and it just, it never worked. Cause it was, uh, on my wife's side, she, she went into a room and she saw a cross and on the cross were various geometric symbols and like a, a triangle pointing to the left and a a pentagram pointing up and, and stuff like that on each position. So there's like top, middle, left, right, and then the bottom two. Uh, on my side, it was a room full of cubes. There were seven cubes. And I had to pick up the cubes and rotate them with the worst rotating um, controls ever. <laughs> like, th- you couldn't rotate it every single way. It was just like, you're, you have these two axes to rotate on. Good luck. Oh, I see. Oh, that's annoying. And on annoying. each one of the sides, on each one of the sides of the square or of the cube was a symbol. And so I had to figure out which of the cubes, when unwrapped, would create the cross. Because, like, a cross, if you wrap it up, becomes a cube. Um, okay. So I had to figure out, like, all right, so you're saying that the top one is an arrow pointing left. All right, well, I go around. These two have arrows pointing left followed by this thing beneath it. All right, you know, figure out this other ones. Meanwhile, we have, like, two minutes total for me to go through and look at all of the cubes and rotate them trying to find the right one. Wait, why do you only have two minutes? (laughs) Because uh, on her side, she can see the cross, but also her way out um, starts filling with water the instant I enter the room. Oh... That's so after a certain good. point, she just drowns, and we have to restart. Damn. Yeah, so, you know, took took a bit to figure out exactly what the puzzle was, and then, you know, we, like, did it wrong a couple times, just wasn't sure that, like, the arrows had to be pointing the correct way, whether it could just be an arrow in that, or, like, a, a, a triangle in that position, and not triangle pointing left. Um... But then finally we beat it, and she's like, "All right, cool. the The water's gone down. I can go on to the next room. There's another cross in here." 
and I had to exit my room and find there was another room that I had to do. We had to do this three times. We had to do the, <laughs> the cross and, and cube puzzle three times, and it was very frustrating. Damn. Because, like, one of them, like, I found the exact thing. It was like, this is exactly the thing you're telling me about. And I put it on the altar, and it's like, nah, you're wrong. By the way, she just lost three more steps because you got it wrong. Wow. Um, and you can't access the cube for, like, three seconds as the, um, you know, like, some, like, spears lower or whatever to allow you to access them again. Shit. It was, it was frustrating. Because I was like, I, I looked at it again. I picked up the same cube and I went through, I, I like read out to her, like, here is the top, here is the middle, here is the left, here's the right, here's the bottom, here's the one below it. All right, cool. Are we good? Yes. Everything is exactly correct. Nah. <laughs> All right, you're dead. Great. So you said you had to do this like yeah. 12 times before you got through it? Well, yeah, we... It, it took, like, 12 tries before we finally got our run where we did three of them. And and all, after the third one, I was like, this better be freaking done. Because if you if you get the first one and then you screw up on the second one, you have to do the first one again. If you get the first and the second you screw up on the third, you have to do all three again. Like, that segment is one segment of repeats. Damn. So. But it was a fun game. We did not beat it, though, because we, we didn't have time. So we'll have to to play it again sometime. But it was a it was a fun game. Yeah, it sounds cool. All right, so I guess we get to uh, my last thing, which is not a game, because again, I only played like <laughs> one game. Um, I saw I saw the Demon Slayer movie yesterday with Cadence. Okay. Um, have you seen Demon Slayer? That's the one with the girl with bamboo in her mouth, right? Yes. And he has, like, a water sword? Uh, I mean, not really, but yes. Okay. No, I haven't seen it in case you couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, I understood that um, once you started I'm asking familiar. these weird questions. <laughs> um, so the you mentioned the water sword. That's actually just, like, a representation of, like, the sword moves that they're doing. Like, he uses a water style, so they use water effects to show what his sword is doing. Um, okay. And, and people who use, like, a sword or, or a flame style will have, like, flame effects and stuff like that. Um, it's just a it's just a way to stylize the, swords, uh, the sword play a little more while keeping the actual sword play, like, kind of grounded in reality. Um... Like, it, it, it's the it's the kind of show where if somebody gets punched through the chest, they die. They don't, uh, like, go Super Saiyan. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we so saw... So how's the, the movie? The movie's great. The movie's fantastic. Um, it's basically like watching an entire arc of the anime, except with somehow even better animation. Um, because oh. the, the anime's already gorgeously animated, and That's the movies, what I heard. Yeah, the movie's even better. Mm. Um, and Impressive. we saw it. We saw it in the English dub, which I don't normally do, but that was what was available. But the dubbing was actually yeah. pretty good. Um, I only had a real issue with like one character's voice, but Kanan says that it matches what he sounds like in the uh, in the Japanese too. 
it's been a while since I watched the show, so maybe that's true. Yeah. Um, but, like, it... It has a really awesome climax where, like, you feel jubilant and, like, everything's resolved perfectly and nobody's gotten hurt or anything. And then one of the uh, (laughs) major, like, underlings to the main bad guy shows up and shit just goes to hell. Mm. Yeah. Like, you feel like, oh, I I guess nobody dies this time? That's good. And then he shows up, and you're like, well, somebody's gonna die. Yeah. <sighs> That's well. unfortunate. <laughs> Especially since the uh, the the previous, like, who you thought was the main bad guy of the movie, um, he had mentioned that the, the demon hierarchy stays pretty much the same throughout hundreds of years. Like, they don't change up too often. And the, the demon slayer hierarchy uh, regularly dies to these guys. So you're like, oh, so even this really strong guy who's here probably doesn't stand much of a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody did die. It was it was sad. Like, they actually got me to feel Spoilers. for this character. Uh, I didn't say who died. <laughs> uh. well, my bad. D- somebody dies in Demon Slayer. Whoa, spoilers. The show notorious for killing characters off. <laughs> uh. Whoopsie. But Oops. no, no, like, th- this was pretty much the only arc where he had any relevance. He'd had a handful of scenes in the anime, and it still made me feel like something for him. So, the movie did a good job. If you're into okay, Demon Slayer, watch watch the movie. It's it's great. Okay, I uh, I I guess I also watched something that was uh, related. I watched the rest of Castlevania. Oh, I've been meaning to catch up on that. It's fantastic. <laughs> I was noticing, like it. I, I haven't finished the second season yet. Like the fourth season, the the bald black guy is the main bad guy now, from what I understand. Mm. 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 <laughs> Not really. The show is excellent. The show is fantastic. It, the it is. Characters characters evolve. Characters aren't um one dimensional. Like no, no character is one dimensional. Which is incredible for a video game thing. <laughs> based uh, based um, on, like, the older video games in the Castlevania, which are very straightforward yeah. good and e- good versus evil. Yeah. Um, but, like, really, really well done. Amazing voices. Uh, really, really well done um, animation. Like, it's, it's, it's really clean animation. And and the story is just spectacular. It's it's like loosely based on like three different games. Um, like the first season like, was just Castlevania. Like that was just straight. Oh yeah, like that the, was Simon Belmont first, versus Dracula. <laughs> well, no, not Simon. No, it's, it's Trevor. Oh, it's Trevor. My bad. Yeah, I yeah. forget. I forget. 
Yeah. But it, um, it was basically so, the first one. Well, I mean, it was it was the Trevor Belmont first game. Yeah. It's and it's it's pretty much a one for one with that, and it's it's really good, um, because it it, it it even if you've played the game, it's really good, um, but yeah, the really really good. I strongly suggest everyone go see it. Really good voice acting. Yes. <laughs> like it's insane how good it is. For yeah. for a fucking like Netflix show. Yeah, you know, I have a lot of problems I, with how Netflix dubs their shows, but when they actually like make a show in English, mm-hmm. it's really good. Now I am I'm hopeful that because because this is the end of the show, right? This is the the series finale, the Trevor Belmont um, story. Yes. That is that is the key. I really hope that they come back with Simon or any of the others. Richter, Richter would be a good one. Uh, Rick, Richter would be cool. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I wouldn't mind uh, Soma Cruz. Ooh, like, an Aria of Sorrow series. That yeah, would be great. Because there's a couple games that they can. Um, get from that one because because that's he was both aria and dawn of sorrow yes so or even i mean there's i wouldn't even mind an order of ecclesia one like i feel like order of ecclesia was an okay game but like a really interesting concept of story you're digging deep into the castlevania stuff now (laughs) Uh, i mean i've i've played actually every game you might as well have said circle of the moon just now (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that one (laughs) it's an okay game yeah there there were worse (laughs) there were worse games just as long Um, as they don't go down the lords of shadow route no i don't think so and i don't think they'll go down the the kid dracula either no doubtful Uh, wild if they did though (laughs) (laughs) although honestly honestly i could consider them doing like a um like a castlevania chibi and basically doing kid dracula oh it could be like that um that slime spinoff the slime diaries for castlevania yeah um but honestly like the way they're doing this i would trust them with any of the <laughs> like any of the the Castlevanias and I I trust them to do a good job. Honestly, like any Konami property, like just make TV shows out of them. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> Take Contra. Contra would make a great TV show. Oh, Contra would make a great TV show. Like can you can you imagine like a Oh, what's the the third one is it the third one with the aliens i mean all the contras have aliens i know but it has aliens in the title (sighs) i don't remember see i'm i'm looking it up contra 3 the alien wars yes yeah that would make a great show all right, now Frogger, maybe not. No, I think we can skip Frogger. <laughs> I think we're okay there. 
And and honestly, Metal Gear is already a movie, so I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to press buttons, but it's still a movie. Especially the fourth one. The fourth one may as well have just been a movie. That, yeah. That one was Hideo Kojima throwing up his hands and saying, I wish I could be in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Boktai would be cool. I don't know Boktai. The only reason I know Boktai is because of um, Mega Man.exe, the the Battle Network franchise, because they had crossover cards for that. So, like, you could get Boktai related um, uh, program cards for Mega Man. You know, uh, basically, Boktai was a really cool Game Boy Advance game, which had a uh, because it was a cartridge game. And I really wish we would go back fully to cartridge games because that you could do cool things like this. Um, as long as you because it was a cartridge game. Yeah, because of the cartridge game, uh, they were able to produce their own cartridge, which had a light sensor on the cartridge, which gave you, like, you you were a character, you were Django, who were, was a vampire hunter, and you had the Gundel Soul, which is a, a solar gun that fires bolts of sunlight at enemies, and to recharge it, you had to use the light sensor on the cartridge. Oh. <laughs> so, it was really, really cool. <laughs> uh, cartridge games are insane. Yeah. I only have one, like, weird cartridge game. I have a copy of Drill Dozer, which somehow fit, like, a a vibration function into the cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you could do with cartridges that you can't do with discs. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem is that the the saves just all sucked on cartridge games. (sighs) And space was an issue. Well, then don't save it on the cartridge. Save it on the console. You can do that. You can have the best of both worlds. Although I will say, I wish Capcom would put out like a Mega, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy collection. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Because I cannot find that... any copies of Battle Network anymore. Yeah, like anywhere. For a yeah. reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. Um, like, and, and everybody talks really highly of those games, so it's like, maybe just put together a, like you did for Mega Man and Mega Man X, just put together a Battle Network Legacy collection. I mean, they probably will. It's just, I guess, part of the difference is that they were, they were all mobile games, so... They, like, have a different screen format and everything. Mm. Like, on, on Mega Man, you play Mega Man on your TV. Battle Network, you play on a, like, <laughs> one and a half inch by one inch screen. Okay, it's a little bigger than that. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's like, it's like two by three and a half. <sighs> I don't... Actually, that might be too much. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's somewhere between there. 
It's, uh... It, the point is, it's compact. It would take a lot of... You would basically have to build the gr- the game from the ground up again, I guess, is the problem. 1.61 inch by 2.41 inch. Yeah. Tiny. Tiny. It's tiny. Yeah. And... <laughs> I mean, like, I love the games. I still play the games, but yeah, you, it's it's not conducive to the typical. It's not. That's not a remaster and, at this point. That's just a remake. Yeah, that's like when they uh, they remade Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories for the PS2. Like, you just have to yeah. build the game again. And I guess what like. One thing they could do is they could just expand the viewable area as you're walking around. Uh, but that's, I feel like that's going to destroy some things, sort of like how the um, uh, stretching of... Oh, the Simpsons problem? Uh, Simpsons ruined things, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, part of, part of the game was you walking around in the net and trying to figure out the path... Because you couldn't see all the way. Like, you could just remember it, but you'd have to have been there before. Um, but if you can see if you... a lot more of the map, then it's yeah much easier to figure out the pathing. Yeah. Which will, you know, reduce some frustration, but... <laughs> you would yeah. probably have to expand it too much. Like, you would... Mm-hmm. You're not only reducing frustration at this point, which they should do, but just making it obvious where to go, which removes any kind of challenge. Yeah. Okay, so we have some game facts this week. Do the game facts song, John. It's a game facts. We talk about facts about games. That's facts with a CTS, not Q, for legal reasons. Oh. Oh, okay, I just you go. got. You made that joke last week, and I didn't understand Are what you were talking about. Are you kidding me? No. Are you absolutely kidding me? I'm not. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. That's. That's the origin of the name of this segment, uh, was basing it off of that. I didn't I, know. How? I didn't know. I've never connected the two. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're talking about Lunar this week. Yeah, Take it away. We're talking about Lunar. Lunar is a series of JRPGs developed by Game Arts and Studio Alex which was formed by a contemporary of Yoshio Kia, who had worked on Sorcerian and Yeast. Hey, taking it back to last week. Yeah. So he, like, left, uh, what was Yoshio Kia's, Nihon Falcom, and went to yeah. Studio Alex? Yeah. Now, now this is this is not Yoshio Kia who, who's doing this. He just, this is someone who helped Yoshio Kia on yeah. these games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, Studio Alex then sued Game Arts because they kept releasing more Lunar games without Studio Alex, who claimed they had partial copyright on the franchise, but lost and went bankrupt, never to be seen or heard from again. What what games were they releasing without Studio Alex? 
they helped with the first three games, and then that was it. Okay, so they did Lunar, Silver Star Story, um, Eternal Blue, and then one I can't remember. Uh, Walking School. And then all the others that I don't know the names of, they just weren't a part of. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. Uh, Also, those are pretty much the only games that Studio Alex made. Uh, They supposedly made Gotz and Diener, which uh, is a red link on Wikipedia, so you can't actually go to that. And Rima the Truth, which is also a red link that you can't go to. So these are games that have been lost. I don't actually believe that those exist. (laughs) Yeah. So they made three lunar games and then weren't a part of the making of lunar games anymore and sued to you know be a part of the world again and failed. So I mean, I kind of assumed that they existed only to make lunar games because the protagonist of the first lunar game is named Alex. Yeah. So, I I, kind of just figured Studio Alex existed to make Lunar. Yeah. Um, When the game was first being developed, the writers wrote three stories in the world. The second story became the first game, the third story became the second game, and the first story never became a game, because I guess nobody likes their first pass, even if it is canon in-game. Huh. Yep. That's cool. So they like, they Tolkien to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the the first story takes place 15 years before the events of the first game. Oh, okay. And it goes over the, like, characters like Dan and someone else and someone else and someone else that I didn't pay any attention to. It's basically just what became backstory in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's a, it's a fully fleshed out story. They just, you know... Uh, they didn't think it was that great make of a, a game about it. <laughs> idea, so. Uh, similar to Valve, Game Arts doesn't know how to count to three with their Lunar series, so despite the fact that there are eight games in the franchise, only two of them are mainline games. Yeah, that's a Silver eight. Star Story and Lunar or Eternal Blue. Yep, and then the rest are spinoffs or remakes. Yeah. Oh, you're including the remakes in that eight games? Uh, yeah. Oh, I see. So, like, there, s- six there... of them are just remakes of Silver Star Story. <laughs> <laughs> They're enhanced remakes, yeah. so they do alter something. That's like the PSP version, which is the first version yeah. of Lunar I played. <laughs> They're a really good game. Play the PSP version. It's really good. Yeah. With your PSP that you definitely have. I have one. It never gets turned on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, unlike most JRPGs, the American fan base far exceeds the Japanese fan base, and all around, the fans are almost cult like in their appreciation for the game. What a bunch of lunar ticks. Har, 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 har. <laughs> but this is also why new lunar games don't get made, is because. Japanese people don't care about them. Yeah. It's like... It's like why more Cowboy Bebop doesn't get made, because only uh, Americans liked Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yep. Oh, 
take a moment to uh, remember Spike Spiegel. Yeah. Moving on. What a good-looking man. He's so hot. God, that hair. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he really uh, turns me uh, warm inside. Right, and outside. Originally released on Sega CD, the developers maximized on the abilities of the medium and released a voice-acted game with both Japanese and English, including such prominent actors as Rei Sakuma of JoJo's Ancient Magus Bride and Trigun fame, Kikuku Inoue, Cells at Work, Mob Psycho 100, and Dorarara 2, and even Ashley Parker Angel, the band O-Town. Yep. I don't know who any of those people voiced in any of those shows, or who O-Town is, but that's cool. <laughs> it's an American boy band. Um, formed from the first season of the reality TV series Making the Band in 2000. This is miserable. (laughs) 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 Why? Why is this miserable? It's miserable. But it is is super cool that they got um, voice acting into those games. It's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... Searching for facts about a game called Lunar is next to impossible. <laughs> I imagine most of your Google results were about the lunar cycle. Yeah. You're like, all right, lunar. And it's like, nope. And you know, <laughs> lunar game. All right. Games about the moon. Well, crap. Yeah, because. Lunar game series. All right, cool. This gives me nothing. All right. Lunar game series facts. All right. Let's make a educational trivia game about the moon (laughs) no (laughs) yeah because uh despite the name lunar is not really about the moon in any way um the moon is tertiarily connected to the story (laughs) yeah lunar they live on the moon yeah and the moon is called lunar yeah and it's around a blue uh planet Yep. It's definitely not Earth. Nope. (laughs) Oh, man. Name your games better. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Damn Yoshi Okia. Feel like this is his fault for some reason. (laughs) It's not. Him and his fucking Dragon Slayer games. (laughs) Try looking Uh. up Dragon Slayer. The music was composed in part by Hiroshi Fujioka, who composed quite a bit of songs over the years, including some voiceover roles in Shenmue, Kingdom Hearts, and more, but is probably best known for his role as Segata Sanshiro, Sega's greatest mascot? Absolutely. Is this a Captain N? No! No! <laughs> Not at all! Segata Sanshiro. Uh, he's, uh, the fictional character created by Sega to advertise the Sega Saturn. What? Uh, he's a parody of Sugata Sanshiro, a legendary judo fighter. Um. Okay. But he, he's a, (laughs) a martial artist who commands people to play Sega Saturn games. And the Sega Sanshiro is the Chuck Norris of Sega? Yes. <laughs> Se- Segata Sanchiro. 
it's legitimately like he's the Chuck Norris of or, or the the Mr. T before Chuck Norris or the you know like that he's he's that character. What? I'm And it's amazing. And it's it's he, it's a live it's like a live action thing like there's a dude behind <laughs> this there, yes it's it's not like a video game thing this is like the um the legend of zelda rap sort of thing where it's like a live action advertisements except it was sega to sanshiro telling you that you need to buy sega saturn and play sega saturn games and it's it's amazing. Everyone should go look up Sega to Sanshiro commercials. They're fantastic. Okay. I, I was <laughs> this close to missing this little fact. Uh, I actually wrote this in after you said that we should start. Um, because I was like, I was just clicking through a couple other of the, the links on there. And I was like, holy shit, this guy is Sega to Sanshiro? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I... I- Oh, <laughs> wait, the music guy, the composer for yes. Lunar is the guy who yes. is Sega to Sanshiro. Yes. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? It's amazing. You're a composer. Why are you now a mascot? Um, he's, he's also an actor. But I see. Yeah, he, he's got quite a few roles, and uh, that's uh, insane. Nowadays, nowadays, um, uh, Hiroshi Fujioka's son plays the son of <laughs> Sigata Sanshiro. Oh my god! For Sega, they still use this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. Well, I mean, Sigata Sanshiro is is gone, but. Uh, his son lives on. I guess he just as, got too old. As, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, Chuck Norris is old as shit. He's, people still make yeah. Chuck Norris jokes. It's true. Okay, John. So... <clears throat> We got a we got a thing to announce this week before we uh, get into our our game mechanic of the week. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna be doing a light novel review segment occasionally going forward. Our first one is going to be uh, next week. Yeah. What is it? June fifth that we record. Uh, sounds like a a time. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come out June eighth. Yeah, and the um, the first book we're going to read is a suggestion by John. I'm pretty sure it was a joke suggestion. <laughs> um, the title. Okay, so here's here's the thing. Here's let's let's do a little bit of backstory on this. Uh, I don't read light novels. Uh, right. I, I don't I don't read a whole lot of of things that come from Japan. This I, was if, entirely my idea I'm, because I am an ad ardent light novel reader yeah now i love reading i just i i don't read light novels nothing against light novels it's just something i don't do uh so when approached to do this 
I I just went on. Um, you offered the, yourself the store. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the 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 store that that Wombat uses just to make sure that we could both have access to it, and I went through all the options. And I I already you asked me to come up with two, and then we we rolled a dice to find which one we were gonna do. Yep. Um. <laughs> so I I found the one. I, I knew exactly what it was going to be. We'll we'll probably read it some other time. We'll eventually get then, there if you keep suggesting it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, for the second one, because I, I didn't realize that you wanted two at first, so I just picked the first one and was like, cool, got it, don't have to do any more of this. And then you said, no, we need two. And I went, well, crap. <laughs> so then I, I sorted my best sellers. Because, you know, I wanted the best of the best. This was in best I sellers? Know, I, I wanted to know what the best of the best was. And then I went to the last page of that list. <laughs> <laughs> and I started working my way back towards the beginning. And this was on, like, the the 12th or 13th up from from the uh, 80 or no, 40 pages. So, oh, okay. you know, not... Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't on the last page, but... Um, uh, I didn't want either of those, the, right. the ones that were on the last page, because they're horrible. I imagine. Um, <laughs> and, and finally, we, uh, I landed on this one, and I had to, because, well, this is a perfect light novel. It actually, um, I, it I've has- started reading it already, <laughs> it actually is amazing. Um, Yeah. Uh, so the the light novel that we were we are going to be reviewing. Uh, so if you want to read along, you can go ahead and get it. Um, is reborn as a vending machine. I now wander the dungeon. Um, the the front cover is a blonde girl with her boobs practically hanging out, um, with a giant vending machine on her back. She carries it on her back. And, and the vending machine has two comical eyes on it. Yes, which having read the book, he does not actually have. These are just like an artistic's <laughs> repre- an artist's representation of him looking in a direction. Okay. <laughs> and and so just just a, a little bit to to go over, you know, we're not going to talk much about this because obviously I haven't read it yet. Right. Um you you've re- you've read a little bit of it, but we're not doing a review now. We just no. just want to to just put it out there of what we're reading before, and and then you know you can you can decide if you want to to join in or or read up before we review it, uh, so we don't spoil anything. Because next week we're just we're we're going straight spoilers, right? Like um, we're just gonna do like a recap and talk about the book. Yeah. Uh, so in talking about this, um, you might think that like, what do you mean, reborn as a vending machine? Uh, we mean exactly that. It, it means like literally that. You 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 die. You reincarnate in another world as a vending machine. An not, inanimate not a, object. Like, vending machine with legs. No. Not not with arms. Not with the ability to to talk or anything. No. You are a literal metal vending machine. Uh, that is it. Again, <laughs> the eyes on the cover are not real eyes. He does not have eyes. Yeah. Think, think about, like, you're thirsty, you go to, like, 
a nearby place and it's got a coke vending machine yeah that's what we're talking about it's just a vending machine it's it's literally just a vending machine there's nothing magical or special about this it's a vending machine it is it is a sentient vending machine who is aware of his surroundings and has limited ability to communicate with the outside world so, uh, yeah, that's that's what we're going to be reading. Um, we're just going to be reading volume one. Yeah, because so, you can't, you so can't we'll... jump into the middle of a light novel series. That's no. just stupid. So even when we so. get to SAO, it has like 50 books. We'll just be reading the Aincrad book when we get there. Yeah, so we'll, we're just reading, just reading one of them. And, and you know, we might come back to it later. We might not. Oh, just, we're coming back reading. to this one. I know (laughs) I know that you know that um so yeah that's that's what we're doing next week when when we do that this garbage it'll be great light novels are so dumb they are but they're fantastic All right. right, so tell tell me about uh, today's topic that we're probably not going to talk much about because we went late, um, as we seem to always do. What do you mean we went late? We're only an hour in. Oh, see, yeah. When you said, "Hey, we'll we'll start in just a minute," like give me give me a minute to start. Uh, I started my program and started recording so i'd get some so you're what like an hour you're at like an hour and a half basically yeah (laughs) because you were so long in joining like i'll be there in in a couple minutes and then nothing so yeah okay well we have an hour so we can talk about this a bit um so uh, i wanted to talk about linear game design mostly just because that's the kind of game that's been weighing on my mind recently is one that's just it just takes you from point A to point B because I feel like we've missed those kinds of games. Do you miss that kind of game, John? Cuz like what I'm thinking hmm. of is a game like Final Fantasy 10 where you start at the bottom of the map and you work your way through the story up to the top of the map and there's like no branching pathways. Like, there's there's room to explore in each area that you go to. A little bit. But essentially, you're walking down a road. And you get to your destination. Uh, I don't know. I, I always like going back. That's that's something I enjoy, is being able to go back to to where I started. And, and yeah, I, I understand in, in a lot of linear games, they, they don't stop you from being able to go back there's just no reason at all well and like even Um, in final fantasy 10 when you reach like the end game point you get an airship and you can go back to any of the towns you've been to before and there is new stuff to do there but for most of the game it wants you on the one course and it's it's better storytelling that way i feel like it, it paces you well for for the story beats I will say for a a single story, single quest game, um, that works really well for the 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 story. Um, 
like how would you differentiate this from from like an open world type of game so an, an open world game is one that like i consider it one where you literally have the ability to go anywhere as soon as you start the game like um f- for example fallout new vegas is technically an open world game but it's essentially a linear game because once you start the game like in uh, around the town where you start there's super strong enemies in all directions except one so it's telling you clearly you can't go this way yet you need to go this other way and, okay yeah but you still have the ability to do the others right but it, that's not a true open world game to me like that that's more of a linear storytelling kind of thing like they want you on a set path whereas um something more like breath of the wild where everything is just kind of like everything's doable where there, where there is no story right <laughs> Like, like, except for the area directly around the bad guy's castle, everything is doable as soon as you start the game. And really, okay. that's doable if you're good enough. So, I don't know. That's that's what I consider the difference to be. Something, something where you can just go anywhere you want to as soon as you start. Okay. Um... I mean, I like the ability to to go places, but I I also really like uh, Metroidvanias, which are a linear game. Yeah. Because while you have the ability to go most places, you are locked out of a lot of places based off of abilities you haven't yet obtained or in some of them story beats that haven't progressed. Um, Unlock X power now, to go Y place. Yeah. Now, I am not a huge fan of linear design where it's like, hey, sorry, you can't go this one path because there's a rock blocking it. No, that... And, yeah. And and not, not the, like, oh, eventually you'll get, like, in, in Pokemon, you'll get, like, rock blocking push or something but no like there's a guy on the other side of it picking away at it and eventually at some point in the game you're you'll going come to... back here and the path will be open yeah and the the miner will be standing there and be like whew that took a while and you're like i hate you <laughs> i could have done that for you i have a super powered <laughs> fist that can break rocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> why why are we? Wh- why? <laughs> just, no. just let me go. Like stupid. Re- and I, I understand that it's, it's, it's just a, a thing. Like if you hadn't shown me that there was a path there and, like, pulled a like a a banjo, uh, tui and like ran a drill through that area. So now there's a path there, uh, when there wasn't before. That's one thing. I don't know what it is about the, the, the rock or something or like the people actively working on clearing a road that exists and you see the road and you want to go down the road, but you can't. It feels insulting. That's it does. Like, it feels like they want to have the illusion of like 
multiple ways to go, but they don't want to actually allow you to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And that's not really what I'm talking about. Um, like, that's just a well, lie. Well, tell me what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it is a lie. <laughs> it's a freaking lie, and I hate it. <laughs> so uh, another example of, like, a linear game is um, most, like, shooter campaigns, like Gears of War, Call of Duty. Like, they set you on a path, and, and you go down that path, and, and that's the game. Um, every mm-hmm. like it's just a it's just a pacing thing. I feel like that that's that's the big thing, because with an open world game, like the pacing can be completely off, because you decide like, oh, there's something interesting to the west. I'm just gonna fuck off the main story and go do that. Meanwhile, in the main story, you like somebody just died, and you're supposed to be going to their funeral or some shit. Yeah. Like, it, it just throws off the pacing a little bit, whereas in a linear game, like, it tells the story it wants to in the time that yeah. it wants to. Like, when yeah, you play a and- Gears of War game, like, the, the emotional moments actually hit you really hard because you don't have a chance to walk away from them. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I feel like they're they're doing very different things like when you when you've got an open world game there there's often a story but it's background uh-huh. it's things things like in skyrim like there are the dragons that you need to go fight and stuff but it's not like uh the dragons are going to destroy the entire world in 12 days <laughs> sort of thing right or you know, like Final Fantasy, it, it gives you, uh, hey, you need to go to the crystals or else the the bad guy's going to come back or or the world's going to die. And so you're you're working towards going to the crystals. And yeah, you might go off to to grind for a bit, but you're grinding so that you can go do more of the story. Right. Like every everything is related to getting back to the story, whereas in other games you're more just you've got a quest, but you're not beholden to that. This is actually one of the things I liked a lot about Final Fantasy fifteen that other people didn't. Like the first half of the game is the open world segment where you can just go do whatever. And it works for that portion of the game because like you don't you're not in any rush to do anything like you don't even really understand who the bad guys are or what they want or or why they're doing what they're doing or anything but then as soon as you do learn that stuff you get set on a linear path to the end of the game mm. like people make jokes about the 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 train <laughs> the the literal train to the end of the game but like, I like the train. Yeah. I like the train. I mean, it like like I was saying, it it depends on the game. Like there are there are times if you've got a story that you want to tell, then then yes, a linear design is good. But also, you can go too far. Like at a certain point, you're you're reading a book. <laughs> like if I if I don't have any 
choices aside from you know do i attack or guard or use my my magic spell this this round um but functionally outside of that i'm just going from a to b then does that really need to be made um cuz there there are a lot of games like that a lot of jrpgs in particular that that are very very train <laughs> yeah but i feel like the the maximum you can do outside of that is you can you can walk around a little bit and talk to townspeople that give you slightly more backstory and and lore of the world but really there's there's not much outside of the story you can do and if you stray from the story at all you some of them you just lose but but see i feel like this falls into like the gears of war situation where it's like they have a story they want to tell and they want it to hit at certain points and i feel like the worst version of that is actually like early final fantasy games where they give you the illusion of an open world like you could go to these towns early if you want to but there would be nothing for you to do there like, it, it, it's the fucking old man shipping away at the rock again. It's just a lie. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, like, you know, I... Linear game design is 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 good. And and also, like, the, this is this is weird for me because you can design games linearly. This, is, this isn't linear game design. This is linear game design um (laughs) the design of linear games right um uh they they have a place and and the the single story is is its place uh and they do that really really well i don't know that they do much else very well which is fine because you know if you want to tell a story a a story a single story <laughs> then uh then then they are good at that um but i feel like nowadays people have have asked for more um for their choices to mean things more and and that's the difference like with a linear game you're not you, you're stuck to be linear. Uh, you're you're not able to to do many side switches outside of like maybe you collected all the crystals in the world, so now you get a slightly better ending. Um, your your ending can change, but the the middle's not really going to change. Um, like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is a linear game. Oh, hella linear. And and the only thing that changes is when you get to the end, uh, who marries who. Like, that's that's it. 
you're you're not making any decisions up until that. I mean, you're making small decisions like, hey, is this person going to join the team? Or, hey, are half my people going to die because I'm bad at tactics? I was or, about to say, you know. most of the game is actually decision making. <laughs> yeah, but but they don't matter. <laughs> like, when, when, when someone dies, it doesn't impact the rest of the game outside of you not being able to use that particular character. Like, you know, when, when you're playing... Uh, Fire Emblem Blazing Blade and um, you know, Lynn dies, you lose but if um, Matthew dies Sarah, if Matthew dies cool like move on right? Like that, that's <laughs> nothing, it goes, oh, I'm sad because Matthew's dead and, and Matthew's, oh, I would have served you till the end and then bleh well, and also he's like the best thief and, and then you move on well, yeah, he, he is, uh, and he's also so sad because his his girlfriend fiance gets dies, brutally murdered, fiance, whatever. <laughs> they weren't married. Is the point? No, but they were about to be. They were about they to become be. fiancés during the course of the game, and then she's dead up against a tree. Oh God! There's nothing you could do. Nope. Uh, but yeah, like it doesn't doesn't matter. Like it it doesn't affect the story. If you he's if he's dead by that point, then it doesn't even mean anything to you. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and like later on, you don't go, oh man, and they all mourned Matthew's death, or or someone goes, man, I can't, I I just can't do this fight right now because Matthew's dead. Because they don't know that Matthew's dead. Like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter to them. He's just uh, another casualty on the battlefield. Like, move on. Yeah. So that that's that's one thing that a lot of people have a problem with Fire Emblem games about is because as a a very linear game, it it doesn't stray from its path at all. Sure, you can do Gaiden, and sure, in Sacred Stones, you can choose to go. Uh, one path instead of the other, but they result the same. Well, and even, like, Awakening has a whole bunch of side shit you can do, but if you're continuing the story, it's just the one path. Yeah, and if you do the side shit, it it doesn't affect anything. Like, you might get a new (laughs) unit out of it. You might get a new unit, which we've already determined units don't matter at all. Right. Like, the only units that matter are the ones that if they die, you lose. Crom and Robin. Which makes it linear. Like, that's how it works with fates. You can go and, and make babies and, and grow the babies to join your party and stuff, but if they die, if you don't make those babies, if, 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 doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as your character that I don't remember the name of doesn't die, and... Uh, Asuna, As- Asura, I- Singy Lady Azura. doesn't die. Azura, yeah. As long as she doesn't die, that's it. Like, those two characters, I think, are the only ones that actually matter. Oh, Corinne. Corinne's the name of the avatar Corinne, in that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as the two people get to the end, the same result. Nothing, nothing changes. Even like even if you get to the end with dead characters, it doesn't matter. 
Like, the, the characters die at the end, and you get to the end, and it's like, all right, these two characters have backstories. We're not going to go into the other ones. <laughs> Damn. Um, and and a lot, of, a lot of games are like that linearly, but the... They have gone out of style a lot, and and this is why I think you're saying you you wish you there were more of them, because they have no choices. Yeah, it's it's it's, and and this is this is bad for for Fire Emblem because the gameplay isn't fun either. Um, <laughs> That's not all those fair. games are. All those games are is watching the story. That you cannot participate in at all. So it's a movie or a <laughs> book. And doing the mechanics of the game. So for a lot of RPGs, that's going out and grinding and then doing the fights. And so if if they do a really good job at making it clever fighting and you have to think and like... Like the way Persona does, where you have to pay attention to like what type of enemy this is, you use the right attacks to to do the thing. That, if you enjoy the combat of that, or the the mechanics of that, then you'll enjoy the game. And if you enjoy the story, you'll enjoy the game. But that's it. It's mechanics and the one story. Whereas most people nowadays want something that's good mechanics and a story that I can affect <laughs> yeah that I can change and and that's 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 somewhere different from your linear game design and your open world design that it's it's what people want nowadays and and we still don't get a lot see the I thing mean, is like, I, I, the just, un- I feel like there's not that much decision making in most open world games either like I mentioned Breath of the Wild earlier, nothing about that story changes depending on what you do. Like either yeah, you but... beat Ganon now or you beat Ganon later. The only difference is whether or not you found more Zelda backstory. <laughs> uh I mean you can beat him right off the bat. Right. And um then you have to do a whole lot more cuz you have to defeat defeat all the the mini bosses. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you go out and you do stuff, then you, you gain more power and can come back and, and don't have to beat those guys because you already beat them. But um, I mean, that, that's like the the only difference. But also, uh, I, I don't think anyone here is arguing that Breath of the Wild is a shitty story game. <laughs> <laughs> it's an open world game with no story. Okay, but even like the, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, it's know nothing about it. It's telling a singular story from the start to the end, but it's open world, and, and like there's side stories you can go do, and they're satisfying in their conclusion. But you could essentially do this in a linear format and tell this and make the same game. Like you make choices, I guess. But most of your choices don't actually affect anything. Like, the game is going to end in the same point no matter what you do. Okay. Um, what would you say near Automata is? Oh, that's hella linear, actually. 
it has really the, it has the facade of an open world but it, whenever you need to go somewhere it tells you clearly where to go um the maps are laid out in a way where you will always end up at the entrance to a village or another area no matter what um yeah like it, it's a very linear game but you don't have to do that. You can go other places and do other things and do side quests and stuff. Oh, sure. I mean, there's only there's only so many side quests during every part of the game, and most of them aren't actually worth doing. But you can do that. <laughs> again, I hate the Nier series. Again, Yoko I, Taro I hate hates them. side quests. <laughs> Yoko Taro thinks hate- side quests are pointless. <laughs> Yoko Taro is is the worst game designer since uh whoever it is that made um uh since Toru Iwatani. <laughs> That's not true. Yoko Taro's great. No. He is. No. <laughs> He's not. But yeah, like like the closest near Automata gets to being open world is in the desert area. And there's literally nothing there. The desert area is so empty and pointless. And that's the joke. (laughs) It's like, he's like saying, look at this big open area. There's nothing to do. Big open areas lie to you. (laughs) It's great. And then you reach the desert, uh, the desert city, and you you see the Adam and Eve human robots, and shit gets shit goes down. It's great. I'll take your word for it, <laughs> because I will never play a near game. I know. I should get you. I should get you to play Dragon Guard with me for this this podcast at some point. No. <laughs> Won't happen. I just need somebody there with me to talk to me so I can actually get past the two-hour mark in Dragon Guard. <laughs> Gosh, no. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Not gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I guess... I, I, I guess it comes back to what you said before about not liking being lied to. I just feel like a lot of open world games do lie to you. And I would rather have a game that's better paced and on a, on a, on a train than one that is... Like, than one that just... I don't know. Let's you fuck off for eight hours and then come back to somebody being murdered. Uh, then games like uh, Near Replicant uh, that you can do all the side quests for and they don't matter at all at all at all except for like two of them three but even they don't matter because you just get some some weapons that don't matter well no the weapons do matter they get you the true endings of the game you can only get two endings to the game without all the weapons. Yeah, so they don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, ending E, which I haven't gone to do, is a whole lot more game. Um, which is why I haven't done it. 
it's it's hours more game time and i just don't feel like playing more near replicant mm. i don't know now i'm bummed cuz you play bad games no <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to explain what I'm feeling, I guess. Like, uh, horror games are usually very linear. Like, how would you even do an open world horror game? Gotta be careful saying the name of that genre. Um, <laughs> I don't play a lot of horror games. Horror. Yes. I am I am not a a horror game player. Um cuz I am one of the types of people who would rather be on the other side of the couch uh peeking over right not looking at things. I'm also that um, kind of person which is why I only play <laughs> horror games when there's another person in the room. Yeah. Nah, they'll they'll mess me up. <laughs> Which is weird because horror movies don't like mean anything to me. Like, oh man, I I haven't seen a horror movie in quite a while. Are we just gonna um, say it like that all the time? <laughs> apparently, um, the but like, I would get really really scared of things uh, when I was younger, so I don't watch a whole lot now. Um, one movie that I can, I can remember being terrified of for months after seeing not much of it was Mars Attacks, the 1996 comedy. What? (laughs) Yep. Because it's got some horrifying things in there. Like when they zap the, the guy like they they first land and there's the peace committee like hey welcome to earth and they start shooting and girl is is holding um her fiance or whatever's hand and he gets zapped and she she like opens her eyes and she's just holding his hand there because the rest of him is gone damn and she like shrieks and drops it and the dog runs over and picks it up and runs away with it (laughs) no it's a terrifying movie i mean it's funny because of how janky it and like how dumb and uh, the fact that they die because of, spoilers they die because of like rock music or something right um it, it's and it's like a absolute a-list uh cast i mean jack nicholson glenn close pierce brosnan danny devito sarah jessica parker michael j F- like wait really tom jones what? it had tom jones why in is it. tom jones in a movie as himself <laughs> what the fuck what yeah um see um, I feel like my my horror horror meter has just been uh, broken because the movie I saw when I was nine was Thirteen Ghosts, with a uh, Shaggy getting cut in half. Um, yeah. And, and so now yeah. horror means nothing to me. Like I can watch anything and just not be scared. 
Mars Attacks had Jack Black in it. Natalie Portman. Wow. These are these are some names that I never thought I would see next to each other. Why are Jack Nicholson and Natalie Portman in the same movie? <laughs> and Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Nicholson and Jack Black don't need to be in the same movie together. That's a joke cast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, scary movies do me in. I see. So games even more so, because games actually do affect me. And that's because I'm choosing to play this. Like, I'm choosing to walk down this hallway, and then something scares me. That fucks me I, up. I just, I just don't play scary games. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Uh, the scariest game I have is, um, let's see, what is it called? Dead by Daylight, and I've never played it. Uh, I'm not even sure that qualifies as a horror game. How? I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it does. It's... Isn't that one more action-oriented? I mean, Dead by Daylight is the game where one person is a monster and the other four people are victims who have to escape. Oh, I was thinking of something else. Oh, I was thinking of Metro Dying Light. Oh. Yeah, no, I've never played a Metro game. <laughs> yeah, uh, de yeah, Dead by Daylight. I, I know what you're talking about. That's the one that's... It's the asymmetric horror game. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, there are a lot of asymmetric horror games, but yes. It, it, it is probably the first big one it's the good one <laughs> dude i got i got spooked by viscera cleanup detail just by being in that area and not what? knowing if there was going to be something to to pop up because there's there's a lot going on isn't it just and cleaning up viscera yeah but it's cleaning up viscera from like aliens killing people right but you're and... always there after the fact yeah, but there's at least one of them where there is an alien still there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So, yeah. What do you even do about that? Do you just run? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm not a... Not a spoopy game player. Don't, don't like him. I see. Not a big fan of the spoop. I don't know. I, I guess I just feel like at? I feel like there's a place for a linear game and they just don't make them anymore because everything has to be open world now. And it's kind of tiresome when every new game you pick up is just another fucking open world game. I guess that's all it comes down to for me. Okay. Yeah. I just want some variety, you know? Actually, you know what? I played a relatively linear game that had branching points. And and actually changed the results of things based off of how you, you branched. So you could actually change the result of the game. Oh. And it was... Uh, okay. What was it called? <laughs> I'm trying to look for the name of it. 
Um, like searching your Steam. I'm I'm yeah I'm diving into my Steam trying to find it. Well, we'll never uh, find it. You've got thousands of games in there. I I don't actually. Oh no. Um, no. Uh, how many games do I have? Let's see. Well, that doesn't help me. Like, I know I have 189, but I only ever let it show, like, 50 of them to me at one time. 259. Oh, wow. I have I have 259. I know where I can look this up. Uh, let me see. Clips, because I streamed this. Oh. Um, Bound by Flame. I have heard of this. Okay. Oh, isn't this kind of like that Dark Souls-ish kind of game? Mm, no, I wouldn't exactly call it a Dark no. uh, Souls-like. Hmm. It's like an RPG of flame. some sort, right? Yes, it is an RPG. Like a Western uh, RPG with like medieval armor and shit. Yes. Yeah. You say you say Western and I go, no, it doesn't have guns and stuff. No. <laughs> No, I mean like Skyrim or Fallout or something yeah. like that. You're you're a mercenary possessed by a flame demon in a desperate world ravaged by seven ice lords. And Oh, there's seven you, of them. Uh-huh. You only fight one. <laughs> um Well, no, I guess you kill them all, but you you do so in a a way that you only spoilers. really have to kill one. Spoilers for a game that came out in 2014. Right. Um, this was like a PS4 launch title, I think. Or close to launch. It probably came out on the PS4. Like, I know I've seen... Uh, this is how I know this. I've seen copies of it at Game Exchange for PS4. <laughs> PS3. Oh, no, yeah, PS3 and 4. And Xbox 360. I played it on Steam, and uh, it's 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 got really clean combat. Um, it's got a pretty cool uh, upgrade system that you can do. Unfortunately, you can't upgrade everything, which I and you can't uh, undo what you've upgraded. Damn. So don't don't like that. It, it definitely is a 2014 game. So uh, uh, <laughs> make sure you want to upgrade this thing before you upgrade it. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, like, it changes, like, the, the way you do things feels different, so you don't exactly know at the beginning. Um, oh, damn. But, but it was... But, like, as you progress through the game, you, you go from, like, you're in a snowy place, then you you move on from that area where you can do sort of, like, there's story, but then you have the ability to move around and, and do a couple side quests and stuff, and then there's story. And then you move on to the next area, which is, like, a, a swamp, and then you're in that area for a while, and there's story, and then there's, like, 13 different side quests you can do. And if you miss some of those, like, if you change some of those, you can drastically change the end of the game. Huh. And they're they're not required side quests at all, except, like, if you want a particular ending, you must do some of these side quests. 
And the side quests don't even pop up. They're not like, hey, go do this thing. You have to explore to find them. And Oh, that's cool. And uh the the voice acting's trash and the development was kind of borked. <laughs> like there's it's really janky and uh yeah, but but like there's there's like three or four different endings to the game based off of how you've progressed throughout the four sections of the game. And once you go to the swamp area, you can't go back to the ice area. You're just, you're in the swamp area. And once you finish everything in the swamp area, you finish your, the, like the main story beat, uh, then you move on to the next area, which is like another icy area, castly thing. And once you do everything in that area, then or once you do the things you're going to do in that area. It comes from the school of the Witcher 2 style uh, game design. Like, you, you... I mean... You have open world areas, kind of, but each one, like, you can't go back to another. No. Yeah. Like, you're in this area now. Do what you want to here. When you move on, you won't be able to come back here. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, you do things like you kill uh, main characters to get particular endings. Oh. Like, you <laughs> you decide the lives of people who would otherwise continue with you to the end and would alter the ending. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. It has a party um, system? It's not just the one dude? Correct. It, it's it's you and one, occasionally two others. Okay. But but there's, as you go as you progress, you unlock more party members who you can have accompany you. But you you have to pick between. Generally, one. There are a couple special occasions where you can have two. I see. Um, I don't know that I would say it's a good game. <laughs> but um most of the it, reviews it i've seen for, of it were middling yes it's i i would i would agree with that <laughs> um really good for its time it feels like it's two-thirds of a game though i see it it really feels like you get to the end and you're like oh i'm at the end really <laughs> <laughs> Really? I, like You're looking at your clock like, this feels a little soon. I, I, lit, I literally just looked at my watch like, really? Like, <laughs> I feel like I've been um, playing this for but, 10 hours. We're at the end? But but that's, that's an example of a, a linear game that isn't a train tracks. And, and that's what a lot of people are asking for nowadays. And, and that's what most of the positive reviews of the game are for is because it it's not a linear game you play through it linearly but it's definitely not a single story right what you do matters um unlike uh the the telltale games <laughs> illusions all right, man. I guess uh, that's it. We're done. Yeah. John. We, it, it is. John, plug yourself. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I won't either then. <laughs> uh, catch us next week. Cool. 
catch us next week um, where we will do that review of Reborn as a vending machine. I now wander the dungeon. Yeah. Feel free to, to join us in reading that. Um, how many chapters is the first book? You know, it's going to sound like a lot, but that's because each chapter is like maybe five pages sometimes. Yeah. Let's see. It is. Oh, they don't even number the chapters. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, oh, eleven, gosh. twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, and an epilogue. All right, so functionally 29. But again, it's got chapter lengths, like, one chapter starts on page 29, the next one starts on page 35, the one after that starts on page (laughs) 41. Like, not long chapters. And I'm uh, a- hey, share this share share this with someone that you know uh, does the martial arts like judo, like Segura Sanchiro. And don't forget to rate and subscribe and uh, check us out on your website. Oh, videogamewombat.com. Why are yeah. you doing the plugs now? <laughs> well, that's plugging the podcast, not us. I it's see. Different. Yeah, you can find us. Um, you can find us on the website that was just mentioned, and it has links to everything else. Yep. Um, thanks. We'll see y'all next time. Bye bye. <laughs>